Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some tips for your fall pool care. And these are for the regions where you don't close your pool for the winter and cover it, which is most of California, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Florida, and other parts of the country where we don't winterize our pools. And I'll go over things to look for and some common things that happen in the fall in my area. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Leslie's Pro. So every area is a little bit different. Here in Southern California, the fall signifies, or some of the signs that we're in the fall of the pool season, are of course the leaves are falling. And then we have all the fires starting up. Last year probably was one of the worst fire seasons we've ever had. It started a lot earlier than the fall, and it's really messy when there's fires here. Ash falls all over the place. So I think the two indicators for California are the leaves falling from the trees and the fire starting, which kind of go hand in hand with the Santa Ana winds that come in. So our area gets really messy in the fall. You may be a little different in your region, but you're going to run into the same kind of issues, I think, wherever you are in the country, if you keep your pools open. And that is the pools are going to get a lot dirtier than they do in the summer. So in the summertime, things are pretty easy, except for the heat and the, and the heavy chemical use because the pools don't get nearly as dirty as in the fall, with some a few exceptions. I mentioned in another podcast that the leaves fall at a different time of year, and there are some trees that will have leaves falling in the summertime, which is palm trees with their little um, seeds, and also eucalyptus trees. But for the most part, most of the trees here, you know, the leaves fall off in the fall and winter time, and it becomes very difficult during this time of year to keep the pools clean for that reason. On the flip side, one of the good things about being in the fall is that the customers aren't really looking at their pool. And after the time changes, sometime you know in early November, it gets dark around 5 o'clock. And so it's really not a big deal if the pools are a little dirtier than the summertime because no one's really using them. So that's one of the benefits. No one's really looking back there. The pool is kind of out of mind, out of sight after September when the kids go back to school. And when it starts getting colder, and of course when the time changes and it gets darker earlier, people don't go in their backyards much in the winter. So use that to your advantage because you don't have to dial the pools in 100%, especially if they get a lot of leaf debris in there. So one thing I highly recommend, and if you don't have one yet, I think you know this is something that should be on your list of equipment to get, and that is a vacuum system. Now there are four popular models out there. You have the Riptide, the Hammerhead, the Power Vac, and the Bottom Feeder. And I really don't care which particular model you get. I have my preferences, of course, of which ones I like over the others. But just getting any vacuum system is going to help you tremendously. 
in the fall time, especially with the heavy leaf debris and the larger amount of debris in the pool. In the vacuum system, just real quick, if you don't know what they are, they're an independent kind of vacuum that has a wide opening on top. They have a bag of some kind, depending on the micron or manufacturer. Then they run off of a battery, or if it's the bottom feeder, it has a battery attached to it. And then this will power the unit. And because of their design and the high amount of thrust it has, it can pick up large leaf debris. Just kind of look at, you know, kind of put in your head the leaf master or leaf bagger device where you hook up a garden hose. Just imagine like putting a fire fire engine hose on there and turning it on. That kind of gives you the power or the idea of how much difference there is in power between the leaf bagger with the garden hose. And if you're in my area of California, where just about every single hose spigot has one of those regulators on there that kind of regulate the, you know, the output of water and make it kind of trickle out. Even when you're doing filter cleanings, this is a real pain. So imagine that and trying to do the leaf bagger deal here in California where everything is highly regulated, including how much water comes out of the hose spigot. And you get the idea that you kind of have a losing battle using the leaf bagger, leaf master. Besides that, you're adding water to the pool and we're in a drought here. Customers may not like the idea of you adding, you know, an inch of water to their pool when it doesn't need it. And it takes a long time and it's kind of, you know, old school method. Yes, it's definitely affordable. You can get like the leaf bagger and the hose for like a hundred bucks or so for everything. So I'm not saying you shouldn't use it, especially if you can't afford a vacuum system. That's kind of like what I would suggest you get as the next level above skimming the bottom of the pool. And they're great devices. It's just that the vacuum systems are much better. And if you can afford to invest in one, I definitely would uh, recommend you get a vacuum system over using the old leaf bag or leaf master type device. It's like night and day, really. And it's definitely something that's going to come in handy for you over the years. You can take on more accounts that are kind of on the messy side versus just passing on them because you don't have the equipment to clean them and you don't want to be using your leaf bagger every week there. So I definitely think there are great benefits to having a vacuum system. And I'll quickly throw this out there for the vacuum systems. If you're looking for some good aftermarket bags, if you don't want to spend money on buying the manufacturer bags, which there's nothing wrong with them, it's just that the price point is a little bit higher, you can go to uh, makobag.com, that's M-A-K-O-B-A-G.com, and they have a good aftermarket selection of bags. Or go to clearpoolproducts.com, and they also have vacuum system bags at a discounted price. That's clearpoolproducts.com to get your bags there also. And either of these would be a great aftermarket source for bags if you're looking for a vacuum system bag. And again, you just don't want to be investing in the manufacturer bags, which definitely are good but you pay a price for that kind of bag. And these bags are not uh, poor quality by any stretch of the imagination. They work really well. So I know I kind of went off a little bit on the vacuum systems there, but I think it's an important aspect and something that you should invest in if you're either you know doing pool service or even as a homeowner, if your pool drops a lot of leaves, it's going to come in super handy with that. So most areas in Southern California and even Northern California, the Central Valley will experience some winds and again, I defer back to the vacuum system as a essential cleanup tool. But with winds, you have to realize that it's not going to be all done in one week. And I've recorded several podcasts on wind, wind pool cleanups. And I definitely think you need to educate your customers that if there's a major windstorm, the pool is not going to be dialed in or looking good for at least three weeks. So typically, the first week, you're going to be cleaning the surface off. The second week, you're going to be doing the bottom. And the third week, you're going to kind of get everything all dialed in. 
you don't want to spend more than 25 or 30 minutes at each account. Because if you do the math in your head, if you're spending half an hour, 45 minutes, one hour at each pool, you're not going to be able to finish your route in time and get it done if you're going to be trying to get all these pools cleaned up. So do the minimum that you can do in 30 minutes or less and then move on to the next account. Now you may pick up some more time in a different account where it didn't get as hit, badly hit. You can definitely utilize that time in a different account and kind of maximize your time. And so maybe adding 10 minutes to another pool because you saved 10 minutes on one pool. But kind of have that 25 or 30 minute time limit in your head so that you can move on and continue to finish your route that week. And I did mention that the customers really aren't paying attention to their pool. You may get a few very picky people that are like, hey, my pool looks terrible. Can you come spend more time at it? Then you can tell them you come back, but you have to charge them for that and go over that with them. Definitely you want to educate them that it's going to take some time to clean up the pool and you don't want to be spending a lot of time with one customer or babying one pool, getting it back in shape because chances are the winds are going to hit again. Or you're going to get a rainstorm or some fires will start and drop ash in the pool. One of these scenarios is definitely going to happen at that time when you're cleaning up the pool. So don't overdo it and put so much effort in getting the pool immaculate. When, Of course, that's impossible because you have this 25-30 minute time limit. So do the surface, get the equipment running, and then the following week do the bottom of the pool. And then the third week you're going to kind of dial everything in and make sure it's all perfect. And so that it's ready for the next windstorm, basically. And again, the customers aren't looking back there. Most customers don't really care 100% how their pool looks every week in the wintertime. So don't feel obligated to spend extra time getting a pool cleaned up when the customer's not even looking back there, basically, in a lot of cases. Of course, there are exceptions to that. You know your customers. You don't know which ones are kind of standing over the pool, wanting it to look good. But in the for the most part, don't overdo it. Don't kill yourself trying to get the pools all cleaned up. It's just not going to happen. And you're going to be spending waste. You're going to be wasting a lot of time and you're going to be losing money in that case. If you're going to spend an hour at a pool to get the pool cleaned up for the customer. One of the good things about the fall, the water temperature starts to drop in the pool, typically around, you know, late September, October. And so once the water temperature gets into the sixties, be aware of a couple of things. The first thing you want to be aware of is that the saltwater generator is not going to produce chlorine anymore because it's too cold for the cell to activate. There's a lot of things behind it of why this doesn't work and why the salt generator doesn't work in the wintertime or in cold water. But basically, the cell just can't conduct the electricity to convert the salt into chlorine. And therefore, when the temperature gets to a certain level, a lot of the cells will tell you in the owner's manual I think 58 degrees, you know, somewhere around that point, all of them start to turn off. So don't be surprised that if your salt system has an indicator that says, you know, cold on it, or just may have like a service indicator, it's just normal. The salt cell is not going to work in the winter. And besides that fact, you really don't need a lot of chlorine in the winter. If you have a 15,000 gallon pool and the water temperatures is in, is in the 50s, I would say this is, of course, you know, if the pool doesn't have a lot of debris in there and things of that nature, I would say that probably a gallon of liquid chlorine will last maybe three weeks in there. Keep the chlorine level up for about three weeks. So it's not like you're going to be adding a lot of chlorine to the pools in the wintertime. And as the water gets even colder, it's going to take even less chlorine to maintain that free chlorine level. And so you won't be using the trichlor tablets. If you're using those in the summertime, you won't need to use those in the winter. I mean, you could probably put like a half a tablet in in a floater and that'll last probably a month in the wintertime. 
So definitely you want to cut back on your chlorine usage. And this is how you kind of recover or recoup some of the money from the summer when you're pouring tons of chemicals in the pool. You may not have been charging the right amount for them. I know typically in the summer you use a lot more chlorine than you normally do. And this summer was particularly bad with the price increases. And so just know going forward, the winter time is when you definitely recoup your money. And I really don't like when customers are like, well, you know, since it's winter time, I like you to come every other week to the pool and I want, you know, maybe cut my rate down. And sometimes you have to explain to the customer that the reason why your summer rates are the way they are is because I do a yearly pool service you know, every week, barring three or four weeks that I take vacation. So I come to your pool every week in the summer and winter. And the summer rates are set because I continue to do your pool in the winter time. And I recoup some of the chemical costs in the winter. And therefore, I'm able to charge you this amount in the summer. So if I am going to do every other week or stop service in the winter, I have to charge you X amount in the summer for that. And kind of explain to them that's how you kind of even out your business model from summer to winter, and you can't sustain the summer rates at that rate. And if the customers, you know, it's going to be that way about it, and they don't want you to service your pool in the winter or every other week in the winter, chances are you're going to have to drop that customer anyway because they're not going to get it. They're just into saving money. But the winter time is when you kind of recoup a lot of your chemical costs because you're not buying a lot of chlorine. And this season, I don't know, you know, anyone's guess of what next season is going to look like. So you may want to stock up on the non-perishable chlorine like the bags of shock, bucket of calhypo shock. You know, if you can get some trichlor tablets at a good rate, I don't know if they're going to be cheaper in the summer of 2022 or not. So you definitely may want to stock up on the tablets. So you may be spending more money on chemicals this season than you have ever in the past. But stocking up may not be a bad idea. Again, only for those non-perishable chlorine types. I don't think liquid would fit into that category. But it's up to you what you want to do in that regard. So the other thing besides the low chemical use in the winter or the fall season, is the fact that the pools are not being used, so no one's really looking at them. And then, of course, this is when you want to take your vacation. So October is typically the vacation month for me, November, and take some time off. You really don't want to take too much time off in the summer because things can get really ugly. And so the fall is your time to take some time off. And I mentioned earlier when I was giving my little dialogue with the customer that you take three or four weeks off. Typically, you should take four weeks off, you know, two dedicated weeks that you would take off. I would take the week between um, Christmas and New Year's off, and then maybe one more week off in October, and then float those extra two weeks at those clients' homes. Uh, Not two weeks particularly, but the two weeks that you have extra, you want to float those around for like, you know, if you have to go to an event or something, you can skip the pool that week. Because if you look at the calendar, and if you bill monthly, and this is only if you bill monthly, you can do this. But if you look at the calendar, and real quickly, there's, you know, five Fridays some months. Like, for instance, this month, there's going to be five Wednesdays and five Thursdays. And so the customer is being billed on a monthly basis, but there's an extra service day that you're not charging them for. You're going to convert that service day that they're getting extra service on this month. And that's going to convert into a day off for you, either that one week off during Christmas and New Year's, one week off during some other time, and then days here and there where you can miss that pool because you give them that extra service day. So every pool has potentially four days to take off every year. And so you're not working these pools 52 
weeks out of the year, or even 50 weeks out of the year, you're working in 48 weeks out of the year, because the way the extra calendar day falls on their service day, that gives you that freedom to take a day off. And you can explain this to them, you can have them in a service agreement, or explain it to them verbally that this is how you bill, and this is how you incorporate your vacation time into the billing without charging them extra for the extra day that you service, and things of that nature. And I would say that, you know, this is, does not include rainy days where it's raining really hard where you can't go out to service the pool. That technically is not one of the days off. You may go out to the chemicals only in the in pools on days like this, and you can't control the weather. And so you're not going to use up your free days on rainy days for the customer. Not too many of those here in Southern California. Last year, I think we got five inches of rain in my area. We're definitely in a drought, but definitely if it's raining really hard and it just, Use your judgment on how much you want to tolerate or how much rain you want to go out and work in. But you can't vacuum a pool if you can't see the bottom. You really can't do a lot of skimming because usually it's windy. So there's not much you can do at the account except check the chemicals, which won't be in balance anyway because of the rainwater. So basically you're wasting your time out there. But you may want to show just that you're going to the pools. You know, if it's not raining too hard or if the rain's going to stop, you know, halfway through your day, you can do partial you can do part of your route but you definitely don't want to be out there when it's raining like an inch or two that's just not productive and it's flat out dangerous to be out there in that kind of weather so use your judgment when it rains and again california we hardly get any rain here um some years we do get a lot but the last couple years we haven't got much rain at all so the rainy day thing is not a big issue here but i know you know florida and texas they get a lot of rain so definitely you want to kind of set your schedule or set your rules on rainy days so the customers know that, hey, if it's raining this amount of water, I'm not coming out and I'll be out there next week and I'll do it, you know, I'll spend some extra time cleaning up your pool or whatever. But basically, you're going to skip that day if you need to because there's just way too much rain coming down. And I did mention the fires in my area and I'll just touch on that real quick. The fires are really messy. Maybe not, you know, if, if you're not in the vicinity of the fire, but when the ash settles and falls, it just creates a big mess. Now, there are some vacuum bags that can, some system vacuum bags that can pick up the ash. You have to use maybe a 75 or 60 micron bag. It does okay. There's going to be some fine dust still left on, so you're going to have to system vac a lot of these pools that get the ash in them. But mo for the most part, the vacuum bags will pick up some of the larger ash particles. Not a lot, but enough to be noticeable that the pool looks fairly clean. Um, but you're going to have to manually vacuum the pool and if you're unfortunate enough to have a fire like right in your pool route, definitely the pools are going to be totally thrashed with you know leaves and ash because it's really windy when there's a fire. And there's been three or four major fires I lost track in my area where the pools got toasted pretty badly. One where like the trees in front of the house burned up. So it's really, you know, I was, some of the fires got really close to my accounts in the past. And definitely it's something that you have to deal with now in California. And it's just one of those things as part of servicing pools in California, unfortunately, is the fires. But I think whatever happens in your area, whether it be Santa Ana winds, whether it be windstorms, fires, rain, you really want to spend some time educating your clients or customers on what you're going to do during a certain situation. I mentioned, you know, if it's the rain's too heavy, the customer should know you're not going to be there. So they're not going to be out looking for you. Also, when it's windy, you're not going to have their pool cleaned up in one day. You're certainly not going to spend an hour there cleaning their pool and then neglect someone else's pool. That's just not what you're going to do. 
And so as long as they know that ahead of time, I think that's half the battle. The worst thing you can do is not educate your customers on what you do during the winds or what you do during the fires or what you do during the rain. And so all of this has to be told to them so that they, they can expect, you know, what's going to happen. And if you're going to go on vacation, you definitely want to give them notice that you're not going to be there that week or if you're going to take a vacation day. That way they know not to look for you. If there's a problem, they can definitely call you and you can handle it the next time you're out that way. But, you know, being clear with your customers and communicate to them, this is what happens when this happens and this is what I'm going to do when this happens. Because I think that's extremely important and that'll really eliminate a lot of misunderstandings. And that's all they want to know is what's going to happen. I mean, if you have any kind of service, if you're having a delivery happening at your house and they're late, the simplest thing they can do is call you to let you know they're running late. So the same thing with your pool service. The simplest thing you can do is tell them what happens when you get heavy rain, winds, or fires in your area and how you handle that you know, from your end of the business and what they should be expecting. And I think the fall is the best time of year to start doing some of the larger pool maintenance projects like draining the pool to acid wash it, draining the pool to chlorine wash it, draining the pool to lower the cyanuric acid. Because again, the weather is better and typically, you know, acid washing in the summer is not nearly as fun. I don't know, acid washes aren't fun, but nearly as pleasant as acid washing in, in the wintertime when the weather is cooler. And of course, there are a few kind of cautions with acid washing in the winter. If you're going to get like four or five inches of rain, definitely don't want to leave the pool empty. Uh, pool pop out is extremely rare, but it can happen under, under certain circumstances. So, but in the winter, and you know, that's kind of like further into winter, I think. But in the fall, I think it's a great time to drain the pools, acid wash them, and to do those things that you really can't do in the middle of the season because people are using their pool. They wouldn't want you to drain their pool in June. They're in the middle of the swim season. So definitely use this time to do the acid washes, chlorine washes, taking care of black algae by draining the pool, you know, sanding off the black algae, whatever you have to do to clear up the pool, and then filling it back up with fresh water, lowering the cyanuric acid level down is a great thing to do in the fall. That way for the next season, you're going to be set up properly. So these are all things that you can kind of incorporate into your business. And this will also give you some extra things to do out there if you have some downtime in the fall. But I think most pool companies or pool guys and gals will use the fall as kind of like a recovery time from the summer because summer is so brutal. And so you may not want to do extra work. You may just want to kind of recover and regroup, recoup from a brutal summer and kind of unwind, of course, take your vacation time and do a little bit less work so that you don't get burned out out there. And it just depends on the amount of pools you have and, you know, how bad summer was. But for most people in Southern California, when fall hits, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like we're just waiting for summer to end at some point because it can be brutal, um, you know, with 100 degree weather and high chemical use and just a lot of other issues that go with the pool in the summertime. So fall is a great recovery time for most companies, and I definitely look forward to it. You know, when, when it gets around July or August, I really look forward to October, November, December, and January. And I definitely think, well, I guess January is kind of winter for some people, but we don't really have a winter in California. So it's like summer, fall, I guess a little bit of spring and then summer again. But anyway, I digress there. But I think use the fall however you want, but I think it's a great time of year. And there's just a few things to look out for that I mentioned here. And of course, if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. 
on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu, and you can definitely search for other podcasts there. And if you are in the industry and you want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, that's poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.